and the following broadcast is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Now, with the craziness going on in the world nowadays with our president, you'd like to think that maybe there might be some people who try to find some joy out of this. And I've been thinking and rattling my head of coming up with a good impression of Trump. And, you know, it may be pretty solid, but this is my impression of President Trump with the Ukraine with 11 inch nails poked through both of his eyes. Oh my eyes! Oh my god! Oh my eyes! Why would you do that? And that is my impression of President Trump with uh, 11, uh, 11 eyes. And then we also have the uh, war dogs in the background there. Uh, but I think it's uh, it's a fine impression. What do you think? Seems fairly accurate. I think it was think pretty spot on. That's not something you can practice and yeah. you know, tweak. Work, work in progress, right? Um, but no, I think it's uh, it's crazy on how much has been going on because it's huge, huge news. Okay, it's epic. It's big. All right, Joe Biden lying. Lying. We know he's lying. It's lying. Okay, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, dude, just own up to it. You got caught, right? Like, what? I can't help hard. look at this conversation and go, they're politicians. Of course, they're all fine. But not, here's <laughs> the thing. There's a fine line between, like, owning up to the fact of, like, getting caught and still trying to be like, but biden right like it's like not even owning up to the fact of like dude you're getting called out but like let me try to point out other people's problems that's not a counter punch that's literally just trying to do a magic trick of like yeah yeah yeah, this stuff this stuff but look over here while i do this and, and that's he's been doing that the whole time he asked you no, he asked ukraine to check on china and that was not alleged yeah, I think it was reported that he's reached out to quite a few people. Um, I mean, ultimately, it, he does it as a shady businessman. I don't know if it's really bequeathed on him to do that. Like, of, oh, I can ask other dignitaries to look into stuff. It's like, no, you can't. You can't do that, man. Like, it's uh, it's a fine line. And I get it. There's going to be people that always defend Trump uh, to a certain degree. They're going to be like, hey, don't you say bad about my president i mean i get it like he is our president but the first amendment in the constitution allows me my right of freedom of speech to criticize said president because he's a public figure i i also you know add the little 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 add-on there Mm -hmm. you can bitch if you voted if you didn't vote yeah then congratulations you helped cause the problem yeah well even like here's thing and not to mention let's face it there's people that did vote though But there's people that did vote, though, and, like, voted for, like, Jill Stein. And it's like, okay, you voted, like, non-parties, and it split certain votes. And for all intents and purposes, a non-vote for the Dem was pretty much a vote for a Republican. Because you were just pretty much saying, well, you know, I don't want to vote for either of the two evils. And it's like, okay, man, in politics, that's primarily what we're left with. Um, there are some good, genuine people in politics that get into it for the right reason on making a change, but it's very difficult to not have that deplete after so long. I think there's a lot of people that get jaded by it. Um, there are some purists, but I don't know if they can truly be idealist. I think that they're opportunistic. 
I think a guy like Bernie is opportunistic on being a Dem now rather than the independent that he's been for so long. Um, I think there are individuals like Clinton, like Elizabeth Warren, like Kamala Harris, who are very progressive, very open, strong leader women that I have... really account Clinton as progressive. I mean, she definitely made she some changes. She water, dude. <laughs> she definitely made changes, though, on, like, when she was running for president, on her views towards, like, gay marriage, towards... Especially with being in Obama's administration, you could definitely see that she was, like, drinking the Kool-Aid of Obama. And I think a lot of people did. That dude was cooler than the other side of the pillow. All right. Like that man just came in with like a smoothness that was not seen since probably Clinton. And Clinton came in with the smoothness that wasn't seen since JFK. Like JFK walked into a room and your mom was like, I'm going to fuck that president. And sure enough, she probably would. And like Bill Clinton was one of those guys to where he was just fat JFK. That's all he was. Yeah, man, play the shit off the saxophone. But I don't know, man. I, I like Bill. Because here's the thing with Bill. Bill, as much as people are like, well, he should have been impeached too. It's like, he did not have sexual relations with that woman. All right. All he received was some head. All right. And I was in the Oval Office. Okay. And it's not my fault. I figured she's a Jewish girl. She had to know one person that would be a dry cleaner. <laughs> so, my bad. <laughs> about to say freaking uh rob williams uh one of his last like major uh, stand-ups that he had done i was gonna Big say one of that i thought you were gonna say one of the last major things he did you know before hanging himself <laughs> you know what that suicide nope not that funny, <laughs> no, no, it was not funny. <laughs> but so yeah special sometime after his heart surgery yeah and uh, the special like, actually goes over that. It's like basically he's talking about everyone like got out of this bubble and all of a sudden he's going, what? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. I think it's one of those where like I missed the days when a president would be in trouble because I mean, let's just be honest. Like, would you fuck Hillary after a while? I mean, you already had a kid with her. Any sex with her ever because frankly that is an ugly ass woman. By the way, Monica Lewinsky, like, have you seen her recently? Like, no, because she like moved to an entirely different country and like. No, she hasn't. She's still out here, man. She's last like time, very vocal. Last, last interview I had ever heard of her, she was like in Canada, dude. No, nah, man, she's back here. She like is a strong advocate, but dude, Monica Lewinsky is looking fine. So Bill had good taste, is what you're dude. Saying. Bill, Bill is, if anything. Always forward thinking, always thinking about tomorrow. He doesn't stop thinking about tomorrow because it'll still be here. It'll be better than before when yesterday's gone. Oh, yesterday's gone. Um, but she's looking like relatively good nowadays, man. Like, okay, okay. Right? Like, Monica Lewinsky. I, I see you. I see you, Bill. Bill's always progressive. See, that's the thing. He always looking forward. Always looking forward. No, never look back. See, the difference between that is that's the tough part with Barack is Barry O came in and he's smooth, but the man is loyal. And when you're a loyal person, it makes it really difficult for people to be like, well, he ain't that smooth, then. It's like, no, that dude was so smooth. He convinced a Michelle Robinson who was already a licensed attorney in Chicago 
to start dating this fool when he was a 2L at Harvard and like take a chance on that dude. You know how smooth of a talker you gotta be to convince a woman who's already an attorney at law and practicing in one of the biggest metropolitans areas to go, yeah, I'm gonna sleep with the dude still in law school. Whatever. Barrio is in a league of his own. That dude's legit. Love me some Barrio. Good old Barack Obama. I think if I get a second dog, I'm gonna name him Barry. Barack Obama. Yeah, bar oh yeah, Barack oh, Barack Obama. Yeah. So if you guys steal that fucking name, I swear to God, I will find you and I will put 11 inch nails through both of your eyes. Okay. So it sounds like, oh my God. I know, right? That was a pretty solid one. I'm not going to lie. Not expecting that type of reaction, but I was happy with that reaction. Uh, what else is new? Uh, not too much, man. I've you know, just been kind of hanging out. Uh, work slowed down a little bit. Yeah. But I'm saying, uh, I mean, I, I work in politics, so I can't like get too in-depth on some of this stuff. Um, but I, I got most, a good boss. I was say, most of my jokes are me making fun of you. That's the stuff. Yeah. Just, I know, I know you, and then I see you at these things, and I'm like, oh, Joe has his mask on. <laughs> Dude, it's so easy, though, to work look like, in it. Yes, sir. It's so, <laughs> dude, I love being at that stuff. That stuff's actually kind of fun, because it's like one of those to where I like being around some of those people. Um, and some of them are really interesting individuals. Uh, and I got a good boss, man. That's, that's the key in that job. If you're going to be doing what I do, I'm like writing is you have to have at least somewhat of a good boss huh? I it's definitely harder like I don't know if I could be a good politician boss because like you could be a real I've met like other politicians that are like real crude to their work like the people that work for them and don't understand like how much it takes yeah but I think you'd probably be fine as a boss just because you've been that guy yeah, I think that's really, but I think when you've been there, and I think that's in any job, I think in general, if you've been well, in that you, position. You've heard me and my rants with project managers and engineers yeah. and stuff, how I'm like, you know, these guys are geniuses, they can design stuff that can't be built. <laughs> and well, that's always the hardest thing. It's like trying to figure out, like, for yourself, if it's worth it. Like, is it worth working for someone who may be, like, brilliant, but can't execute? what they have in mind because yeah and it's always tough to like find that balance um and i think everyone kind of struggles with that to a certain degree i mean i don't know maybe maybe i'm just at a point where i've realized with what i've been able to accomplish and what i've worked on that ultimately at the end of the day you need positive like outcomes for yourself to really appreciate what you've been doing and maybe that's what we're struggling with as Americans. Maybe that's the thing is that for the past few years, the positive outcomes haven't been that transparent. They've been happening, but they've been so kind of bogged down and manipulated with other harassment charges, nuclear war threats, like, you know, weird non-domestic stuff well, and then water contamination we are we want to be satisfied and that's why we have sports that's why there's fantasy sports have grown so rapidly is there is that instant gratification it's well my team won and i see it because the numbers are there 
and it's automatic satisfaction. Same with like esports. That's why you see less kids playing actual sports because there's really not like there's no instant fruits of your labor in actual athletics. Whereas esports, you're getting these kids who are winning tournaments that are like three million dollars. Yeah, and it's insane amount of money. And at the same time, like physically, like what what did you have to do? Mentally, you maybe have to get there, but physically, yeah, coordination a little bit. A little bit, but not not anywhere near to the magnitude you need for an actual athletic competition. No, I agree with that. Like, if we were like to go out and play basketball right now, you can't say, oh, well, yeah, I played NBA 2K for like the past eight hours, so I know how to play the game, guys. Oh, no, I definitely can say that. And I will also start screaming at Scotty time. Scotty time. <laughs> nah, I'm excited for that. Along we actually have a game coming up. Along with our, our you know, world You ain't about that leapfrog life. Don't worry, man. We have the world renowned player, Pass It to Ray. Yep. <laughs> Ray's on the bench, guys. Pro to Ray. Pass It to Ray. Now, honestly, in our game, so we lost by 15 in our first week. By the way, thanks for making it. Um, hey, so. gave you plenty of heads up. But uh, so we lost in week one of our basketball league. I had a pretty okay game. I played all right. I had seven points. I had five assists, a steal, and two rebounds. Nice. So I had a pretty average game in the league. I mean, I didn't like wow people with like, oh my God, like crazy scoring. Uh, my three was not hitting. So hopefully I can get that at this new court we're playing at because we're playing, it rotates at different places. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I think a lot of it, too, is we really had no chemistry out on that court. Like, people we didn't. We a bunch of guys that didn't know who the hell we, we were. Well, and then, like, it's one to where, I like, David and I know where we're going to be. I know I can drive it and pass. I just need someone down low to pass it to. Well, give, give me, not, yeah. not, not this weekend, but next weekend, I'll be there. Yeah, because I've realized, I'm like, if I drive, I could definitely drop it off to people. Because they play Lazy D. I think that's the one thing I've noticed is that so i'm gonna be the super intense guy in, in this league apparently um yeah because there's a lot of people that just don't want to play defense we played zone and then they played zone against us and i'm like oh we're in a league where we're gonna see a lot of zone so if you can semi dribble and drive the lane they call fouls which is beautiful like oh, no, i'm gonna get fouled out but <laughs> no you'll be fine i mean like the only one they called on me and it's just because literally like the dude had zero handles and so I was like forcing him right. And he was like, oh, oh shit. And like trying to switch over so I could get like the steal. And they were like, hey man, you're like clearly walking him. And I'm like, no, he just can't dribble. So like he keeps losing it. And then I keep going after it. But I'm like, fine, call it, whatever. Like, let's just start back up. Like, that's, that's once again, I'd be getting tossed out because I'd be yeah. talking to the ref. Going, Maybe you should pay attention to the game like I am. Yeah, no, it was definitely. There's like, I, I have a reputation of talking back to refs like that. But, like, my thing is, like, with this, like, it's not hard. Like, I think, honestly, I could probably average, like, 7 to 12 points, like, in this league, like, without really trying that hard. Like, it's just. Well, we're still waiting for our COVID to come back. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that works. I don't know how Ricky's going to be in this league because I think it's going to be one of those where if we do start then, it's going to be like David, Ricky, myself, Felix, Felix Jr. And then we rotate people in, um, especially at a game at like 540. Like, yeah. And then at the same time, I don't want Felix running point anymore because the way I saw it, it's he's not a person who can share the ball. And well, we had a little bit of that problem last year, but he only played in what two games. Yeah. So, but at this point, we haven't played in more, and it's like you got to learn how to distribute the ball because you're you're not a finisher. He can't finish. 
at the in the lane. Like he'll get hit or he'll look for a call and he doesn't know that, oh, he could drop it off to someone to do a layup. Like he wants to be the person to score. And I get that. I'm the same way. Like if I drive the lane, I'm like, I'm going to try to finish it. Unless if I see someone, like if I bit someone that hard, we're like, oh, I'm going to try to block it. Then it's like, yeah, someone's wide open then. Like if I see two people up in the air with me, I'm going to bring it down and Unless you have your, 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 your best gal, Gracie Lou, there, in which case you have to go for it. You need to impress Um, Not really. I think it's one of those. So I actually, I feel like with my game, I feel it's way more impressive to drop a dime than it is to score. Because it's fucking easy for me to score. I know how to score and drive the lane. Yeah, but you're, you're relying on incompetence like me to get the ball in the basket at that point. No, that's what I'm saying. It's more impressive look, if look, I get look, a dime. Said, I'm going to be looking up for the rebound at that point instead of looking at you for the it's ball. A, but that's the thing. So it tells me we're going to have like five, six turnovers because you're going to be throwing it at my chest or something. I'll be like so this <laughs> is up. This is the thing, though. Like, It's one to where I'll call it out if I see someone up in the air with me. And I think a lot of people neglect that. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to jump. And it's like, well, you're an idiot. Like, if I have you jumping, you should jump too. And then just have me lob it. Because then you just grab it and put it in. Or like, have me drop it to you. And then it's just a watch it go in. Like, you can literally take your time. Because the dude's not going to come block you. Because they're running a zone. And if I have two guys on me... The guard who had the run down. Someone's open. Yeah. It's a down low guy. Yeah. It's a down low guy. For your brother. Yeah. Or you get fouled, which even better because I trust that you guys can hit some free throws. You can hit one or two. I'm Shaq status. Yeah. I hit the important ones. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I think hopefully the second game, we now kind of semi know how to play with each other. It'll be interesting. But if you guys want to go see some uh, out of shape uh, middle aged guys go play some basketball. Ponderosa Gym in uh, Anna, in West Anaheim. Um, it's going to be at 5.40 p.m. Um, stance uh, capacity definitely will not be limited. Uh, you, you'll find a lot of space. It'll be really easy to watch us. So head on out and get a, a good laugh. laugh. <laughs> yeah, get a good laugh. Uh, we're going to score, try to win, but not by too much. I'd say corn dogs, guys. Corn dogs, Shaggy. <laughs> corn dogs. All right, guys, well, we're going to cut away to our first break. And we're going to get back at it. Sean, don't you hate it when you're trimming your balls that you end up nicking yourself and then blood just gushes out everywhere? It's the worst. It is awful. There's just, there's not enough out there brands to buy to make sure that my balls look Michelangelo-esque. And it's just a shame, but I will tell you there's Manscaped. Tell me more. Now, Manscaped has come out with the Lawnmower 2.0 Manscaped. Now, this thing will not cut your balls, but it will cut your pukes. Gets it nice and clean. You can do designs with it. No nicking. So you don't have to worry about blood. You don't have to worry about a something about Mary's situation where we got a bleeder! It's fantastic. It's, you know, it keeps it clean. I'm assuming your Latina girlfriend enjoys this. She is a big fan of it. You know, sometimes I like to do the Prince symbol down there and it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> so I highly recommend it. Manscaped, the lawnmower 2.0. Get yours today. Fantasy football. 
Okay then, so apparently we're we're using that as the intro. Da 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 Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy football. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy football talk with Sean. I stand corrected. That's our new intro, apparently. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you got to wait it out, guys. All right. It's a build. It is a build. Um, Everett went off as a tight end last night with 25 points in our league. Yes, um, he did. But let's face it, he's probably not doing that again. He's not. Three, you know, he, but you know what? Oddly enough, it seems like uh, even we are. Odd weeks, because he did it in week three. He had a huge week three. He didn't do it in week one. No. And then again, not a lot of people did well in week one, besides, like, Watkins had a freak game. That's because Tyreek Hill went down. And yeah. No one knew how to game plan for it after that point. Everyone was like, oh, wait. Yeah. It's, the offense is different. Yeah. I think everyone was just like, well, shit. Like, who do we play against now? And how do we try to get people to score? Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We're playing against each other this week, but the one I'm more intrigued by is Vinegar Strokes v. Who's Juicing. Uh, we have a 1-3 versus an 0-4. Oh uh, they're ninth and 10th in our league. I think they're going to shake things up. I think I'm going to end up probably being 2-3 and three and have a similar record to, uh, to, Vinegar to Vinegar Strokes, which, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. Um, our league, no one's really gotten out to a strong jump. Outside of David, Dave, even then, even then, he's three and one. He's just got more points than me. Yeah, I'm second place right now. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Second, no, Sean watches here. But there's a <laughs> lot of like three and one teams. Honestly, I'm surprised on where I'm at because my team doesn't score a lot of points. I don't have a lot of point like guys that are like, oh, I've lost, but you know, I'm still great in points. It's like no, like I've won a few games just because I squeaked by. Like something went down on those other two teams. Like I'd say, yeah, you got you've gotten uh, a little bit lucky there. Because uh, I got worked by David's say, team. I can't help but immediately look at uh, who I beat last week. Uh, mm-hmm. My buddy Tim, who's Crosby's pudding pops. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, you know, that was a bad week in general for mm-hmm. everyone across the board, and yeah. he, he had like I think like the fourth highest scoring team. He just happened to go against me, who was like the second highest. Yeah, it's you just never know like on how it goes down with it. Fantasy football, again, like we talked about it at the top where it's like that instant gratification, but you could never tell. Like I can't, like I used to get mad about it of like, oh, I lost this week or hey, I won. Like, and it's like, but I, now I look at it and it's like, if I win, cool. If I don't, meh. I'll say all I ever look at when I lose is, all right, did the system work? Yeah, apparently not, but yeah. did they get the numbers like attempts wise? That yeah. They, if that's a yes, then I don't deviate i stick with what i got if, yeah if it's a no then i th- maybe tinker with the team a little bit but other than that like that's that's as far as my emotions go at this point other than mm-hmm. you know certain teams where i'm sitting there going no that bitch is going down i'm gonna put this <laughs> trade out to you would you veto this if it was in your league juju for tyree kill i wouldn't veto it right like that seems You're like a legitimate about- trade because tyreek may come back in a couple weeks and like, juju's kind of been on the fence Ty- tyreek may come back but he may come back to a team that realizes he doesn't need to be the focal no, and that's that's a big thing. And so I got offered that trade. I agreed with it. I was like, I like Juju. I think he's a good player. I think he could do well. And I think it's one of those where he is a go-to receiver at the Steelers. So 
I'd say, let's face it, so I'm a little bit more lenient on that stuff to begin with. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the type of guy that the only time I'll step in is if it was Juju for, like, Sly. Yeah. Then I'd be like, whoa, 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 hello there, collusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know for, like, my league, like, any other league, it's like, it was one of those where he put it on, like, I can't drop Tyreek because he was, like, one of my first picks. It won't let me drop him um, in that league. So I couldn't drop him, and I'm like, all right, I got to ride this out. He's going to be riding my bench until he's healthy. Um, but that may not be until, like, week 10. Well, like, so. in week two, I'd throw a trade out, and I'm curious to see if you would have vetoed it if he had accepted he didn't. Which but, one? Uh, I was going for Juju. Yeah. You know, after week two. What were see, you offering, though? I was offering, uh, I think, Robinson from KC. But the, as of week two, I was looking yeah. at it from the perspective of, I'm trading for the talent, but knowing mm-hmm. that his quarterback is not Roethlisberger. Yeah. Giving up a piece of an offense that just about everyone wants any kind of piece of. Yeah. Um, and was very upfront about it to him going, you know, because our league it gives you the option to send the message with the mm-hmm. trade. And I sent the message going, I understand he is like the number four receiver on this team, but it's a high scoring team. Mm-hmm. You know, very boomer bust. You're dealing with Juju, who it's his talent alone that'll get him the points, and he could be boomer bust. He could, yeah. And to be fair, that trade ended up kind of backfiring on him. Like not taking it backfired him because he relied on Juju on Monday night to beat me, and Juju got five points. Yeah, no, and there's sometimes where I look at it and like I'm hoping that like Ibron from Indianapolis, since I don't really have a lot of receivers, that they're doing this dual tight end uh, set and that it works out. And it seems like Jacoby drops it to him a lot more lately. And I was on a fence because every I have really two good tight ends, to be quite honest, because Ebron and Everett both produce. Like, I don't have a stellar team, but I don't have a horrible team either. I think I have a team that's so middle of the road that will likely get into playoffs and lose in the first round. I'd say, yeah, I'm looking at your team right now because I, I thought about sending you a trade. Yeah, we're like a first round loss. The only problem with your, like the only problem with sending you a trade is in order to get like basically the one player mm-hmm. the entire team I, I have any interest in, I have to give up more than what I'm willing to. Yeah. Because the only thing that I'm really willing to part with is a one-on-one trade right now. Unless you have, it depends like, what's the guy. one-on-one it is. Well, and that's the problem. That's why I haven't sent you. I haven't well, what is, not, so I'm what not, I'm, hypothetically if. If it were to be the put only up. player I'm interested in is Le'Veon Bell. Now I'm willing to part with Mark mm-hmm. Andrews. Nah, he's a tight end one, and his and his only. But here's the thing: I have two saw tight ends though, and you, you do seen. not have two saw. You First two, of all, you have two very hit or miss tight ends. But Ebron has been consistent on getting me at least 15. Consistently, yeah, the low week for Andrews has been 15. Other yeah. than that, he's anywhere between 15 and 35 points. Yeah. So. But, I mean, at the end of the day, and then, like, it seems like Everett's really coming on and figuring out his role with Goff. So, I mean. Well, I'm willing to go on the record right now saying that mm-hmm. dude's going to have, for the rest of the year, yeah. starting uh, their next week, two more good games. Let's see. Because right now, let's just look he's over. He's competing with Higby, Cup, Woods, Cook, and he's also having to deal with whoever. Well, the past two weeks, he had 19.4 and 25.6. You're counting for touchdowns and stuff, man. That's well, a, he's not going to always get those. Let's see. So, no, majority of those were just off those, of targets. And those are and those are targets most, and first downs. He only had one touchdown in those past two games. Those, those are you're also dealing with those weeks where freaking Robert Woods was ignored for something. Yeah, I don't know why, um, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see how it goes. Cooks was was ignored for those weeks. I don't think that's going to go yeah. down. Be considering the money they're paying those guys. Yeah, I mean, Cup had a big game. 
my biggest thing is I have to hope that ultimately, because um, Winston, I'm willing to give up Winston. I just don't know who I would trade him to. I'll say no one's really that hard up for a quarterback. Though. Yeah, like I mean, everyone's kind of been doing all right quarterback wise. So I think it's going to be interesting this week. Um, but big games that I'm looking forward to on like players that I feel are going to do a really good job and can really kind of shine. I'm expecting a big game out of Julio Jones in Houston. Um, I think that Diggs is going to be consistent, and I think Le'Veon has a big game against Philadelphia. Freeman is always hit or miss, though. So we'll see how that goes down. But for other teams, like I think Matty Ice could do really well. I think so, too. So I'm hoping that he just passes a ton to Julio. And so my pick of the week of the dark horse is a defense for once. You know me and my, my yeah. hatred of defenses at this point. But this is all dependent on one factor. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's out. He still hasn't cleared concussion protocols. Yeah. Josh Allen is out. I'm picking a Tennessee defense to go to freaking town on the Bills. Possibly. Um, the way I'm looking at it, I think Tom pulls off uh, an upset against Indy's team. I hope so. Um, I think he'd be able to do it. Woods kind of had a lackluster game, but their kicker went off. And then, she, granted, he had two guys go, and she only had Lockett. But I don't see, um, like, Watson having a big game, and I don't see Ertz having a big game. Ertz is – the reason I avoided him to begin with, you know, everyone always says the big three, the big three, the big three. Yeah. I don't count him in the big three anymore solely because look at the competition he has. Well, and I mean, if, if you look at the numbers too, I mean, he's usually either he deeply underperforms or he performs at what's expected. He's not like really putting up the numbers like he did last year, and, where and it was like what, insane numbers. And for what you're having to you know give up draft wise to get this guy, you don't want that. You want yeah, like as much as you guys all made fun of me at the draft for picking Travis Kelsey in the second round. Mm-hmm. Have I had to think about tight end even once this no, year? No, I mean, I'm hoping that Vinegar Strokes gets their first win this week. You mean, who's juicing? Oh, who's, yeah, who's juicing gets their first win. Pulls off the upset. I just really – I don't like seeing our league have a team that's like 0 and like 8, 0 and 9. Because then it's like – No offense, I want him to go 0 and 7 just to break the record. Just to tie – well, tie the record. No, no I was 0 and 6. Okay, so. I want, so I want him 0 and 7 to break the record mm-hmm. and then John's problem. Then, uh, it's never going to be me. I mean, we know he's going to be in dead last. Um, and he'll probably unless, get knocked Unless out. he changes his strategy and actually makes some trades, yeah, he's screwed. You know what's crazy, though? I look at this. I'm the second lowest scoring team, yet I'm in seventh place. You got lucky in a couple wins, though. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just hoping look that. Look at my scoring, man. I'm, I'm pretty high. Yeah, pretty high on scoring. And that's with me having a horrible first week. Yeah, so we'll see how this all pans out. Um, I'm hoping that Tom and I can both make it into playoffs. Um, we did last year, and that was good. Um, David, talk about, like, comeback year for us. That's a huge change. I mean, he barely squeaked into playoffs last year, I think, with, like, the fifth, fifth seed. Nah, he was third. He got in. He he, he, he kind of fell off at the end, though. Yeah, he had had this huge resurgence after mm-hmm. going to own three, and then he kind of tailed off. Because he was like and six and three at one and point. And then he lost to me in the first round. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm really kind of thinking my team's going to end up happening is I'm going to get to like week eight and I'm going to have like probably like maybe like a five and three record. And then it's going to be like, oh, all right, I'm five and three. All right. Like, good, good, good record. 
And then it's going to be one of those to where, like, I may, like, teeter out and get, like... You're a one injury away from being totally screwed. Yeah, which, I mean, that's... But I, here's my view on it. If I don't make playoffs, I don't view it as a loss because it just means, like, I'm... Because once you're in the constellations, like, if you're not in real playoffs, like, who gives a shit? Oh, I did. That was because I was championing fourth place, and even then didn't get it. I got but there. you, but you were in real playoffs, though. You were still in the real playoffs. Like I'm talking, like being in that like seven through ten. Right. Because remember, we we've adjusted the rules this mm-hmm. year. Because let's face it, no one cares about anything until the last game. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we have are you goable. Yeah, but even then, it's like I I wouldn't care. Like something tells me your girlfriend would care if you're stuck with a uh, bronze toilet proudly presented on your mantle. Dude, we have a golden microphone there that's the same size, like that's, maybe a little. That's, bit. That's, let's see, that's a microphone though. Christina, yeah. chime in. Do you want a, Do you want a bronze toilet sitting right there? How big? It's about, really, the same, about the same size as that microphone, to be honest, but still having to be front and center. It's uh, fine. Maybe. I mean, if we have the, if she would be probably more opposed to having the giant trophy, um, if we won that, she'd be like, what the "Fuck, like we're not keeping that in the house all year. Like, you better find a place to put that." No, no, honestly, we'll try to find a place to put it. Yeah, we'd find. Yeah, we'd find a make spot. It look good. Yeah, like we'll find it's a not that hard to make it look good. Prob- magnificent. But no, not the big one. I'm talking about the small one. We'd probably just put it in our bathroom, and it'd be like a joke. And it's like, what is it? I was like, that's how shitty my season was this year in fantasy football. Uh-huh. And like, here's the thing. I think that's the tough part for people too that take fantasy football a little too seriously. Is that like they think like, oh well, if you don't win, you come in dead last. It must suck. It's like, dude, I love. Like, here's how big of an ego I have. I need to lose at some shit because if I don't, I don't get humility. I just don't have it. I don't have it in me. Well, like so you talked a lot of shit last year because I was winning. I was dominating in two leagues. Two leagues. That's why I'm a platinum player now, which is so redundant. Like, you're a platinum fantasy football player. That's like saying, hey, you don't do a lot of things very well. <laughs> but this, you got it. You, you figured this one out. Good job, buddy. I think I'm still only a gold. You think the amount of times I've won in other leagues that would count for something? But... I think it's consi- how many teams you've played with. Also, there was one year that I made a team, apparently, and just – tacoed it i never looked at it at all i came in dead last and i was like when did i play in 2017 and it's like apparently i was in a league just never actually looked at it about say i'm in six leagues this year yeah i have a winning record in all of them nice four and oh two of them i'm i'm having a really like kind of playing in the championship game hangover for my teams of like, yeah, I was there. I just didn't win at all. And I lost by only like a few. But even now, I'm like, if I make a good run. Rebecca, once again, pulling out of nowhere some random like player combinations. Yeah. Somehow just like won it. And just like, what the hell was that? I mean, it was fine. I mean, the way I look at it is like winning these things. It's like, it's all fun. And it's the same. Like I'd rather win at things that are like not fantasy football. Unfortunately, like nothing to take away from it, but at the same time, again, like if our commissioners in like six leagues, like I think David, Tom, and I are like just in this one, and then we play basketball together, and like that's like the way we keep in touch. Like I just sent David over what our schedule is and where we're playing. Um, and with fantasy football, it's like, yeah, if you want to do a trade, maybe we'll talk about a trade. 
while we're there because we play on Sundays. So it's like, hey, most of the games are already done. So by the time we're playing, it's like 540. All we're missing is that like the first half of the evening game. I'll say if that. Yeah, which isn't a lot. Um, And at that point, like, I'm not really worried. Like, most of us kind of know, like, oh, we're either going to win this week or we got blown out. Like, that's the morning games do tend to dictate a lot. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, by the time I get to the evening, I'm like, unless if I have like three players that haven't played till like the 520 game, I'm not like that worried. I'm just like, yeah, it's whatever. Like, get it done out of the way. I got other things I got to worry about. Literally, I still remember last year, uh, it was one week that basically mm-hmm. had. All of us on the team who, either in our league or in some other league, all of us are sticking around going, what the hell just happened? Right. <laughs> no, it was a bad week for most of us um, in some of the – And, like, Johnson going, like, seriously, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, no, there's some of us that, like, I look at – I don't even – Johnson wasn't there for last week either. So um, – but we still had so Basically, it. the core of our team from last year, like, it was just you and David. Um, no, because we had Tom there. Dave was there. Felix was there. Um, Felix was in two games. No, nah, he was in more. He played in more. He played, but he was late to a few. But overall, I think like the way I look at it is the core of our team that really plays well together and gels well is when I have David out there with Tom and they're not like really huffing and puffing. And if Ricky and I are out there, and then if we have like Johnson or someone who can like shoot an outside shot consistently and hit it because David was open. And I think that was the one thing I had to learn from game one is mentally. I keep thinking, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be able to drop dimes. No, <laughs> Not I with this team, buddy. I cannot drop dimes with this team. I don't have like consistent shooters. So it's going to be a lot of, if I'm unless if I'm getting doubled and I know it's going to be an easy two down low. Um, Ultimately, it's you know that's the reality. I'm gonna have to shoot it. I also realized too. There's sometimes I like I team act one where I just literally was like, oh, I have two guys on me off the backboard to get the <laughs> rebound to go back up, um, and it's like hopefully you get fouled on that or like I did that to get the board, and then the downfall is is like I have to like let you guys know I'm gonna do some shit like that because you guys are like, oh, I'm gonna go back to get it. It's like no man, I did this on purpose. Like it's Dude, a pass to is me. a ball flying off the backboard. We're just yeah. Like, oh crap. Yeah, and it's like, oh shit, that was a shot. Like it wasn't a shot, man. Like if my feet are still planted, and I'm like, to be, to be fair, some of the shots from our team that could have been a shot. Yeah, which is like, god damn it, guys. Like, and like at the same time, too, I'm like, guys, you would know if I'm putting up a jumper or when I'm like lobbing it off the backboard to try to get it and drop it off to someone, or like I'm doubled and you guys don't know that you need to cut down low then, so I can drop it in. Oh, so we got a little better about that at the end. Of the year. Yeah, I hope that this next game, it goes a little bit smoother. Dude, my ankles, like, it's definitely going to be one of those to where, like, it's just trying to, like, get enough rest and be, like, mentally and physically prepared for those games to just get them done. Like, because a lot of it is, I feel like, physically, it's just taking better care of ourselves. Don't worry, man. Coach Wade will be there. Coach yeah. Wade will take plenty of timeouts. We only get two timeouts. I'll take both timeouts. Yeah. I don't in a know. Row, back to back. Yeah. Timeout. <laughs> Five minutes later. Timeout. We just called one. Yeah, you guys look like shit. Um, I don't know. What Apparently, to my talk did not work before. Yeah. So we're gonna talk now. <laughs> yeah. Guys, uh, I'm just saying, be better. Play better, guys. Yes. Yeah, let's let's get after this. Everybody love everybody. Yeah. E- ELA, guys.
Yeah, I got a ring too. It's a ZLE. Okay, you know what that stands for? Everybody love everybody. No, I think it'll be interesting. Hopefully our next game goes well. I think with fantasy football-wise, we'll see how this week ends. That's sad. I mean, I'm they got out to a hot start, so that's, that's good. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Once again, everyone kind of made fun of me for taking him. No, he's oh, not. Oh, ACL. I'm like, yeah, I watched him in practice. He's going to be freaking great this year. Yeah, no, he'll do all right. I think it's going to be – that's the thing with the Rams when you look at their team is they're, like their record is not reflective of how good of a team they are. And I don't think that the Niners record is reflective on what type of team they are right no, now. No, their record is reflective of their opponents beating themselves most of the time. Yeah, because like, when they beat Tampa Bay, it was Jameis Winston throwing to the wrong yeah, team. Yeah, he just was awful. Um, but I think at this point, it's the way I look at it. I'm like, I hope the Niners do well. I hope the Niners get out to a hot start and go maybe like 6-0. and And then fall apart. They'll, they likely will. They may only win like three games after that. Come on, man. They're already falling apart now with injuries. But if they go like some type of like nine and seven after going like what? Didn't they only win two games last year? They got four. They got four? Okay. So they're already at what they did last year. So if they win one more game, improvement. Um, I think if Jimmy G stays healthy – they can really do well offensively. What's going to do them in is defense and when they start playing in division more often. Because now, like, the seeing the way Seattle's playing and the way the Rams are playing. Well, Rams are playing with a chip on their shoulder now, especially after losing the way they did last night. I mean, it was a barn burner, man. They lost by one, so. Well, and it was Zerline missing the field goal. Yeah. God, I feel bad for that guy. Like, I always feel bad for kickers. All right, we're going to put the game on this one dude that's been, like, chilling on the sideline this whole time. Dude, that's the fucking role you take, though, man. Like, that's how it is. I'm like, just saying, you got to admit, like, the, the reason It's like shootouts, up, like shootouts. The way these guys psychologically just crack, like, it's understandable. I mean, yeah, it's asking a lot out of them, but at the same time, it's you're asking a lot out of your quarterback to do a drive to get you to that point. Well, I'm not. I'm not. So it's like. I mean, excuse me. I'm just saying. Yeah. Bad for the guy. I mean, I really don't. I think if you're. You're asking the least athletic dude on the field. Not always. Typically. Not always, Janikowski. though. Janikowski is a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> like, that man should not be yeah, anywhere. He weighed the same amount as his lineman most of the yeah, time. Yeah. Like, Janikowski, you look at him and it's like, I'm going to kick a 70. 70 yards. The reason he's flexible was because his body was relaxed from all the alcohol. And it's like, Janikowski, how? I don't know, man. Just go ahead, get it out here. Just make sure the laces are sideways. Mm -hmm. You mean out? No, sideways. No, sideways. We'll make it work. <laughs> Woo! Made it. Uh, Janikowski, there's no poles that you just <laughs> kicked that ball towards. You just hit an old lady in the face. <laughs> but did it hit her? Winning. Just passes out on the field. Like, that was Janikowski in a freaking, you know, bag there. Yeah. But Janikowski, dude, he could nail him. Like, dude, he was good. There's just certain guys like Vinatieri is a fucking go. Like that dude. I know I, he's I, falling off now, but I that's feel like he he's played one year too long. Him and Bryant, man, those guys like combined are like ninety years old. Like they they are old. They've been in the game I mean, on, forty years picture. combined. Look at Vinatieri's picture. The dude's hair from like yeah, what from basically the top of his head down is just like white yeah no it used to be just like this one stripe and now it's like all of it yeah no he's just and i think that's the weirdest thing though but if you think about it like talk about a career like going 20 years in the nfl as like a as a kicker and then if you think about like vinatieri tom brady both of those guys like 
both just fresh-faced dudes in that Super Bowl back in like 1999. No one's ever heard of military. Yeah, and then now they're all like, just the pretty much elder statesman of the NFL. Like you can't go anywhere without like mentioning that Brady and Vinatieri are goats. Like, so speaking of the of uh, you know kickers for the uh, New England Patriots, uh, how do you feel about Koskowski, uh being done for the year? I mean, I don't see it has too much of a bearing on them to be quite honest. Because unless they get into a playoff game where they're where actually it's a very close one, yeah. I but even then, I. They're not really having super close game in the AFC. At the moment, at the moment yeah, they've been powering through. Think of it; they had one close game, and that yeah. was against freaking Bills. Yeah, but I here's the thing: I think the Bills play the Patriots like it's their fucking Super Bowl every year. They're like they play them. That, that actually had significant meaning to them though this year. Yeah, considering it was three and over versus three and zero. Yeah, and that's the thing. But the Bills again, they still lost. So all starting quarterback also missed most of the fourth quarter because he got knocked out with a concussion. Well. You know what? That's why girls don't play the game, Sean. So not my problem. Um, at the end of the day, the way I look at it is, you know what? Like they're gonna keep winning until they don't want to win anymore. <laughs> That's literally the Patriots mentality: is do Jeez. your job. So hold we're up. gonna so win until we can't win no more. They lost. They just didn't want to win anymore. They didn't want to win no more. You go. You won. Say one of them. They were literally undefeated going into the game. They're like, we're just done winning. We, we've won too much, guys. Like this is unbelievable. We can't win this much. Christina, I need you as a witness here. So the reason his eyes are brown is because he's so full of shit right now. <laughs> First of all, here's the thing. Those giant losses, though, and literally. We lost to Eli freaking Manny. Yeah. Come on. But here's the thing. No, we lost to an insane catch on a fucking helmet. <laughs> and just the most bizarre and horribly played game by the Patriots in that one in, like, what 08 was for sure the catch. And then in what was it, 2012? I think it was either 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah 11 or 12. That was just a weak ass performance by everyone on the Patriots team. Like, well, it help, doesn't help that you had basically what three defensive tackles who just had their way with your line. Yeah. And it's just at that point, it was like, I think Brady running for his life. Literally. And they only lost, I think, like 14 to seven or like. It was a close game. Yeah. It was a, such a low scoring game that you kind of like at one point go, like, oh. Really, and then well, with remember, they, in both of those games, the Patriots have been the highest scoring office. In the yeah, because they were power to. Well, all right, it's always so difficult though, because when you look at the AFC, I never think that an AFC team is like honestly. That's why I kind of like the Patriots because it's one of those where I'm like, they're gonna consist. They're kind of like when the Bulls were on the East in the '90s, where it's like, okay, it's the Bulls and literally everybody else like over on this side. Like, there's not, like, no one's competing against each other. The NFC has so much competition over there where it's like, what for the AFC? The Chiefs and the Patriots. Uh, and, I mean, one could argue for that one stretch you had the Broncos. Yeah, but even Especially then. Especially that defense, which was basically, what, designed yeah. to murder Tom Brady, which they did. Every yeah, time. but that was really what they set out to do. And at that time, they also had Peyton Manning just kind of pretty much bringing leadership because that's what that team was missing. They had a great defense. They had good offense, and they just needed on, a guy to come in later. That, can, that was able to guess roulette, uh, red. 50, How about that red eighteen? Yeah, and freaking uh, come on, of yeah. course he knew that Super Bowl. Yeah, eighteen coming your way. <laughs> but no, it's one of those where the way I look at it is the way it boils down. You're gonna have guys that just stand out 
but the Patriots for when it came to those giants, and even with the Philadelphia one, that was just really, they gave up in those games and you could see it like as opposed to the Falcons Super Bowl, as opposed to this last year's Super Bowl, as opposed to the Seahawks Super Bowl, where Butler, like, clearly it wasn't over. Like, we're winning this shit. Like, fuck it. Like, you're passing it, you're an idiot. That is one of the greatest of all-time endings, just because you're sitting there looking at Pete Carroll going, really? Yep. You had a guy who literally marched you down into that position. Yeah. Who they physically, they, they were blitzing up the middle to stop him and couldn't stop him. Yeah. We're gonna throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, throw it. Now, Pete Carroll. There was one that someone put out there to where it's like Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll has officially beaten every team in the NFL except the Seahawks. And then a person immediately right under it went wrong. <laughs> Super Bowl, baby. He beat the Seahawks yep. right there. Yeah. So it's one of those. Had Marshawn freaking Lynch. You know, it's it was so bizarre. I was happy when they won, though. My mom also like won some like office deal for it, so she got like a few hundred for that. So I mean, I bet on the Patriots in that one too because I couldn't. You know, I I cannot stand Pete Carroll. Yeah, I don't mind Pete Carroll, but we'll get into it as to why I don't mind him. But we got a break for uh, a nice little break here. So hopefully, you guys keep listening. And now, Jose con F paga su café. Well, folks, it's true. Uh, these coffees aren't cheap. We got to pay for them one way or another. And, well, I enjoy getting nice stuff through uh, giving sponsorships and nice deals. But uh, this one, actually, uh, we're, uh, we're working with her because uh, she gave us a great deal on it. Uh, it's called It Works. Um, it Works Greens Blend, uh, the chocolate flavored. I've been using it for about a month now, and uh, it's been good. We got it through our uh, our friend Chelsea Shook. Um, she's all shook up, um, but we're thankful that uh, she was able to do the sale for us. Um, I, I think I've seen some changes physically. I feel a lot healthier, um, more regular. I feel good. It helps out our workouts. I don't feel as tired. Makes my coffee taste good. It's like making a mocha pretty much every morning when I add that chocolate uh, flavor into it. Um, but yeah, it's a good cup of joe with some uh, It Works uh, chocolate. So if you guys want, uh, you know, reach out to us. We'll definitely make sure you get the promo code for It Works and uh, get you in touch with uh, Chelsea Shook. She's a good lady. You guys should follow her and uh, reach out to her. But we're thankful. My body's thankful to her, so keep it full transparency. We like the stuff, so go out and buy it, because it helps us, too. All right, folks, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to have a good time and go get some Italian food? Well, then head on down to Gondola Pizzeria. Located in La Mirada, you can find yourself having a grand of a time, enjoying some pizza, some pasta, and then finish it all off with a nice, refreshing espresso. That's the only way to end a great Italian meal. That's right, Gondola Pizzeria. How Italians say good eatings. Baseball talk, man. How do you think the Dodgers are going to fare? I think they're going to make a deep run. Will they make it to their, what is this, was this third or fourth? It would be their third World Series in a row if they I make it. I still maintain if they do, they're going to turn into the big Buffalo Bills. Right? I think they win it this year, man. The way I'm looking at it, we're looking at the AL. Look at the AL. Dude. They're all inner fighting, man. Houston's going to, like, burn themselves out. I don't think so. 
I think the Yankees and Houston, if they have to go against each other, it goes to a game seven. Uh, I think the Yankees are a strong team that are going to really push Houston to their limits. Honestly, man, and you you heard me earlier Mm -hmm. in the year, and I had a a good feeling about Yankees, but I'm I'm retracting that a little bit because I've watched their pitching. Yeah, pitching is a big and thing, man. Their pitching concerns the hell out of me. And basically, you make even the slightest mistake, and guys like Altuve and Springer and all. Well, currently, currently they're winning seven to four against the Twins in and game I think one. The Twins are going to take them seven games. I don't think the Twins take the Yankees seven games. I think it goes five. No, man. I think the Twins still win. At Minnesota, is the Yankees, kind of but the Yankees are just a strong team. Um, Dodgers are leading their series, but they're down to zero right now. Um, but we'll see how that turns out. Wasn't this a Kershaw night? It's, so let's see who's pitching tonight. I know it was Brewer last, uh, night. Bueller, yeah. Bueller Bueller last night. Let's see who's, uh, pitching for the Dodgers. It is a Kershaw night. So they got to him early. They're already in the lead three zero. So we'll see how this one pans out. Um, but uh, you got the Braves uh, took down the Cardinals, so now that series is tied 1-1. Yeah, that's it. No one cares about that. Here's the thing. I think with that, I hope the Braves pull it out. I hope the Braves make some sort of run, but I just – I think they'll I do all right. I have faith in them, to be honest. I think the Braves are one of those teams to where I like when they do well. Um, I think it's good for the league when you have teams like the Braves doing well. I just the way I've viewed the the Twins this or not mm-hmm. twins, the Braves this year is every time it got tough they kind of fell apart. Yes, and let's face it, playoffs are nothing but it being tough. Well, yeah, and that's how it's supposed to be, man. But I get the way I look at it is you have teams that really try to make the difference. The ones that I'm kind of really hoping, like I always hope for the Dodgers to do well. I hope that the Rays kind of really give it to the Astros. They just don't have to Team, I here's the thing. I don't want them to like dominate. I just want them to kind of create a little bit a little of bit of trouble with the A's, let alone the Astros. Yeah, but I think <laughs> well, that's the thing. I felt like the A's are really one of those to where if they won that one on like that one game, I think they would have had they would have had a chance against Houston because they've been Houston's thorn in their side. I'd say yeah. Every time Houston started on some sort of losing streak, it was typically the A's because the started. A's, yeah, like the A's are one. Of, and like the way I like the A's is because it's the money ball idea. That, I want Billy Bean to win one, just one. I mean, he has in '89. He was on that team. No, no, I'm talking him as a manager, as a GM. I mean, I want him to do this. I think for that, it's it's difficult with Oakland. I hope that they really kind of fair, invest that want, money. My problem with Oakland is no one wants to play for. Oakland, here's the thing with Oakland. Oakland doesn't get, like, clearly their organizations don't love them because the Raiders are moving to Vegas. The A's are struggling to really bring people in there. And they're like, people in Oakland love them because they're the only team that reflects Oakland now. Because even with the Raiders, they're not like, yeah, we're proud of Oakland. They're just like on their last wasn't, lease. Wasn't their, one, their, their last Super Bowl win in LA. Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> the last time they won was in Los Angeles. That's but they were in there in 03, but they lost to Warren Sapp and the Buccaneers and I Chucky. Remember, and I remember laughing my ass off. At yeah, my brother yeah. So it was one of those to where they made it. Um, but that was a good couple of years for me because yeah. the Raiders lost in football that year and the year before my angels crushed his giants. Yeah. The giants are one of those teams to where it's like when they have one, it's like, yeah, you can't deny it. They had a really good team, 
But it seems more and more now that they're not like they don't bring in the type of personnel that they need to win a World Series. And that clout's kind of gone away now because it's now been like everyone was like, oh, it was like every other year. Like they was every and it was like kind of like the Blackhawks where it was just like every other year. Every other year they're they're in there and it's like, okay, well, I mean, I guess if you're consistent, you're consistent. But now they've kind of fallen off. And now with the Dodgers being back to back, if they get back to back to back and do three world series and they just win one i think automatically everyone goes yeah like dave roberts earned earned his time there like question is will they win that third one um i think i still maintain the al's if is, they is get if they no out. if they get to it i think they could i think they finally found their groove of what they need to do i think kershaw the thing with kershaw is is they get to him early in the NL. He's he's also he's aging, man. Yes, he he's getting older. We are not dealing with the same Kershaw that like I remember listening to the radio yeah. one time, and there was talks of all right, would you take a trade of you know straight up Mike Trout for Kershaw? And some people were actually saying yes, and I'm sitting there screaming at the radio, going no. I will say this: the Angels are wasting away the prime of Mike Trout. I I literally so I went to the the closing game. Yeah. Last season, your last game of the season mm-hmm. on, on this last Sunday. Yeah. And I made a statement out loud and people looked at me like I was crazy going, if we could just like, if we made just an honest trade, take your pitching staff. Yeah. The Dodgers and put it on the angels. We are a world series contender right now. Yeah. The, the team itself is great. Our pitching staff is terrible. Oh yeah. And we lost that game like eight to five. And guess mm-hmm. what? We gave up like five home runs. You know, what's really <laughs> bizarre though is that you guys at like for the angels, like ultimately were like Dodger killers for like that. I think they won the series. You guys have a lot of trouble. Yeah. We had trouble against angels. I don't know if it's like, you know, driving that five freeway, maybe it throws them off or some shit. Um, But yeah, they definitely, there's a a certain amount of pride and with the way the angels have been. And I blame, I blame you already Marina. I hope you listen this Sunday and I hope I find you in a dark alley because you are ruining this team. I mean, they're, but they've kind of, they're the lovable losers, unfortunately. And I feel that's a lot of Anaheim teams. Like, cause even when, excuse me, excuse me, the Ducks are I not mean, a lovable loser. I mean, a resurgent year is happening. Trust okay. Me. But that's what every, we say that every year. Da- Dallas Eakins is our freaking coach. Yeah. I mean, and you got to watch the first game yesterday. Yeah. I saw it. I mean, it's definitely An looking entirely good. different style of play is going yeah. on. There's no longer so, dump and chase. Yeah, so that's, I mean, we'll see how that pans out. We'll see how long they can last doing that type of style and if they hold up to it. But again, they're kind of lovable losers because when they win, we all love it. It's like, oh my god, it's incredible. The Ducks won. But the consistency of it, not really there. Dude, we had like 10 straight years of playoffs. Yeah, 10 straight years of playoffs, but how many times in the Stanley Cup? Got close, got close. Right? That's always the thing. It's like, yeah, that's great. That you made the playoffs. It's so like, yeah, times. you made the playoffs. Fantastic. I still I'm willing to go on record. Here we are. We're one mm-hmm. game into the season. Mm-hmm. I say Western Conference Finals this year. I mean, yeah, they'll play in it. I think they could get that far. Um, I really think Consid- when... Considering we only have a couple veterans left on the team, it's, yeah. it, it's the young guys now. Yeah, and you got to hope like that Comtois they... And stuff but you have to hope that they step up their game. That's really what it, when it comes down to like once you see All Star Break, I feel is the breaking point for a lot of the young guys, is because they are doing very stellar work, leading the league and stuff. So then it's like, hey, you don't get to rest during All Star Break because you have been an All Star. 
So now you have to play and it's great for some veterans that are kind of on like the back stretch to where they're like, we haven't put up like all-star numbers, but they're consistent and they don't have to play an all-star game. So they get like four days to just chill and like recuperate and then come back. So, so, so part of my reasoning for why I said Western mm-hmm. Conference Finals. Yeah. Have you looked at a lot of the competition of the teams that made the playoffs last year? Yeah. They have all gotten much older. Yeah. They're bringing in, oh, we're, we're missing this veteran leadership. So they bring yeah. on these guys that are I've 35 never, years old. Yeah, I've never understood the idea of like, well, if we have veteran leadership, it changes the team. Like, just ask a guy who's 25 to, hey, pull your head out of your ass and be a grown-up. That's it. I mean, we'll... There are, there are instances where that is correct, and that we, we brought it up in the last segment yeah. with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and it's sometimes it but, works, but it's not a long-term thing. But it's one thing. guy, not several. And yeah. That's what everyone's doing. I mean, have you seen the average but age that's, of the Kings this year? But that's in a lot of sports, though, across the board, if you, you look at it. Have you seen the average age of yeah. the Kings this year? Isn't it's it like, like 32? Yeah, I was like 32, 33, like something like that. It's not like a young team. And granted, that's also because they but got what, some guys that are like, should have retired three years ago. Yeah, but they're also bringing in like that Russian last year yeah. who, who was 36 years old. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing if you can play, you can play. And like, I, cause again, like I look at it also like with basketball too. Like, um, he used to play for uh, the Portland uh, Trailblazers back in the 90s. He was at like Serbia, but he was like the like one of the That's oldest the rookies. Yeah, the bonus was like fucking like. 35 when he entered into the that league. That poor guy came in at the wrong time. Yeah, just with Shaq. But here's the thing. He kind of clowned on Shaq a bit in he certain games. He did well against Shaq, but let's face it. He probably could have played longer if he didn't take the physical abuse yeah. that he well, did Well, same Shaq with, like, ever. if you think about, like, Yao Ming, how dominant Yao Ming was for that short bit of time he was in the league. Before that toe gave out. But if you think about it, like, he was in there from 2002 Till maybe 2010? No, he did not make that. He was, a, he was on the team. I'm using air quotes here. Yeah, he, he was, was on the team. team. Yeah, but he wasn't he really. He hadn't played any significant minutes in like but four or five years. Every time he played, was an all-star, was an all-NBA player. And there's a reason he's a Hall of Famer. But, he put but, up numbers. But let's face it. The reason some of these bigs, like their careers were essentially cut short is because you were dealing with Shaq. Shaq. And, freaking, well, he, and those guys played Shaq, what, yeah. like every two weeks, basically? Pretty much. The entire season. Well, and if you think about it, like there's certain guys, like when you look at the Western Conference bigs, like if you even go way back, like obviously everyone goes like, oh, well, like back in the 50s and 60s, you had Wilt and you had, but like even Wilt, like come to 70s, Went to the Lakers, like, because everyone knew, like, oh, if you want to be, like, a prominent big man, you go to the West. Kareem did it. Wilt did it. Like, Bill Russell was playing in a literally equivalent to, like, the league we play in right now. Yeah, and he, just he a won, like, guy. ten in a row because he was playing guys like us. Yeah, like, if you put, like, here's the thing. If you put guys. Dude, with our skills like, now, if you dropped us on a court back then, like, yeah, they'd be in better shape than us, but we could ball around those guys. Yeah, like, just dribbling and, like, handles and, like, how to drop dimes and, like, shoot. Like, easily. Some of those guys were dribbling with two hands. Like, so much easier like, say, like you you and I could go back and forth with each other and just mess these guys up. Right, it wouldn't even be funny. Drop it in, drop it in. No, back up, back up, back up. No, 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 back in, back in, back up. Yeah, five bucks says Jackie misses his shot. <laughs> Sweet sugar. I say, if he hadn't traveled, Jackie would have had that. Yeah. First of all, Jackie, I, I don't think he traveled. <laughs> that looked like two and a half steps to me. Yeah, it was two and a half. Two and a half. 
I think he was fine. I'll murder your family. About saying he, he yeah, you know, S my C first. Yeah. And then I'll murder your family. Yeah. He said S my C. <laughs> That's it. Let's go. Thank you for being a professional. And that concludes another Tropics game. Conclusion inconclusive. <laughs> About to say that was let's face it, that movie epitomized essentially what that what that league was just the ABA was literally just a bunch of like it was the wild west of basketball. That era was just a wild west of basketball, like just cocaine, Honestly, weird look parties. At the teams and in the NBA that came from that too. You got teams like the Spurs, the Nuggets, the Nuggets, the, the, Pacers. N- the Nets. Like, hey, the yeah. Nets at a time were consistent and East Conference for like that early two thousands. They were there. They did they well. They were a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. They just didn't do anything, unfortunately. It was like Cleveland. For like Cleveland for those years when they had yeah, LeBron? You couldn't help but feel bad for him. You're like, oh, you poor souls. You it's have, like, you have to deal with the Lakers and then you get to And then San Spurs. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, what, But that Spurs team that ended up winning, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, David got his second ring. And it's like, dude, Tim Duncan got him that ring. Like... Tim Duncan loved David. He was willing to do whatever it took. For yeah. Him. Well, and that's, I think, the big difference is when you look at a team, like, because Dennis Rodman played for the Spurs in 94-95, and he led the league in rebounds. They were, like, the highest-scoring team. They were number one. They could not beat Houston because Houston was a team, and Dennis was a force on his own. And I think that was a difference is when he went to Chicago is Phil Jackson pulled him aside and went, listen, that shit don't play here. Like, I got the best player in the league, and I got the second best player in the league, and they don't like you. So apologize for the shit you did in Detroit to them, and we'll be all right. But then I've come to find they never spoke. Like, Dennis, like, after the apologies of what he did to them when he was playing for Detroit. They didn't need to speak. They just needed to be able to play. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, that was the one thing I will take from a lot of, like, really good teams is you don't have to fucking like each other. You don't have to be friends. It's a probably almost detrimental to your team for to try to be friends and to get along. I'd say there's no emotions. You need to... Yeah, you just play, and it's, you know, if you're on, you're on, great. Like Because if you're having a bad night, I'm not passing it to you. I yeah. your buddy, uh, maybe... Maybe shot see, yeah, it'll go. It'll go in. No, it's gotta give I, mean, I straight up told you a couple nights, stop passing me the ball. It's not happening. Yeah, but <laughs> I I do that for everybody, though. That's the tough part. Like, same with Tom. There was one game when it was the four of us. He yeah. just, like, because I had one arm in that night, everyone yeah. left me wide open next to the basket. He just yeah. kept tossing me the ball. I'm like, dude, it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, I just, honestly, I like to be a pass-first guard. Um, and I think a lot of it is because I like to have other people score. I And especially because I know I can draw a double because I know I can drop points when I need to and just do it. Like, I don't think about it. I just know, oh, yeah, it's time for me to score. Okay, I'll start scoring. But I just wait like because I want to see other people scoring because then it's like, all right, did I get everybody at least a touch, get them going? And if they're going, This is what Coach Wade's to. strategy is going to be this weekend. Mm-hmm. Score the damn ball. Yeah. When they start double teaming you, pass it. Pass it. Yeah. Because there's gonna be at least one guy open. Yeah. I'll, well, nothing. It's one of those sort of way I look at it is like if we can score and like I'll test it. Like I'll do a heat check probably like at the beginning if like I get an easy like layup because usually like it's always like the beginning first couple plays we always have like easy layups that are just available and then it's like get back on D guys. Like I'll say the two plays I'm gonna run are you score the ball. Mm-hmm. Ricky scored the ball. Yeah. Everyone else, 
Get them the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, you open? <laughs> Guys, Ricky's not open. Who's open? About <laughs> to say, options are you two, and then if you're not open, then look elsewhere, but... I mean, Johnson can... I'd be happy with you guys scoring 70 points between the two of you. I mean, if Johnson can start score, I think, honestly, Tom could get more points if he really, like, got after it. But the downfall with that is Tom is not one that's going to, like, hustle down the court. So it's like, dude, get fouled. Like, you'll pace out the game. Like, and you could get a breather by getting fouled and just take your time with the fucking free throw. I'd say you, you took a couple fouls just to give me and Tom a breather. You saw both of us going like, yeah, <laughs> like I'll foul, like I will foul someone if I see people getting tired and I know we need subs or I'll take a foul. I'll like just jump into someone and like, I know they're going to call it because it's one of those where I'm like, clearly he hit me at this point. Like He did set his feet. It's a block. Well, that's the, they never do. No one ever sets their feet in that league. I did. I got a lot of charges thanks to yeah. that. I never, honestly, never got a charge called on me, which is like a little disappointing. I had fun with that just because, let's face it, I also do a exaggerated to make sure I get the charge call, and that's that double stop with my feet so you can hear my feet are set. Yeah. And then I get nailed. <laughs> just get ran into. I took knees to chest, man. That was not fun. Mm-hmm. I blame a couple of our guards for letting them have this nice runway to my chest. Dude, some of them, like, and here's the thing. It's one to where when we run a 2-3, I actually don't mind playing the small forward in our defense. And I've been doing it lately, like this past game. I didn't game. Mind it at all because you, like, actually ran out and covered that guy. Yeah. Well, the tough part is, the though, when... The rotation was able to be good. Yeah, it's when you have a guard up top, though, that's, like, dropping in. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? He's, like, wide open now. And so it's like, now I have to run out there. And then it's like, why aren't you getting the board? Because you're not putting a face, like handing his face at the three-point line. And he's been hitting them. So it's like, it gets frustrating with that. Well, I'll say, you, you saw my frustrations last yeah. year. Let, let's face it, the only thing I was even brought on the team to do was to get rebounds and play yeah. defense. Well, and that's what we're really missing. We're just missing people down low to where it's like, dude, you're one job. Play tough D, get boards. That's it. Like, if I wanted a score out here, I would have sought out better shooters. Like, I just need people to hustle and get boards and, like, pass the ball to people that are running. Because layups are easy to make if you're doing them right. But, like, my frustration is, like, when I see people that are, like, playing the game too quick. And it's like, dude, slow down. I'll say, there were definitely, we had a couple guards that had a tendency of, wow, we're going to spread up the court. There's two guys on defense already, and you two bigs are freaking fat and out of shape. We need, we need yeah, to walk the ball. One of us thing, like we wouldn't pace it out, and I'm like, unless if you know you're gonna draw the foul, like what are you doing? Like, we ran a we created a couple games where you saw I just basically did a reverse pair, a cherry picker. I just sat, I was like, screw it, you guys run on offense. I'm gonna sit, stand back here, and just yeah. wait for the ball. It's gonna one us thing, it's like one also like our team doesn't like playing man, so that's frustrating. So I think when I look at basketball, it's it's very a team sport. But if you're a better player, you can do stuff and change the game. I'd say, I mean, when we ran zone, honestly, we did really well. That's mm-hmm. me standing in the paint. And let's face it, I have long arms. Yeah. I mean, I made life difficult for guards. Yeah. So it's kind of beneficial in that sense. So we'll, so we'll see how this uh, next game goes. Um, I got to get in better shape. That's going to be our next uh, point of topic is uh, I went to actually the challenge. Yeah, the challenge. And I actually went to go see my doctor. So we'll get into that. All right. Why aren't there any Indian superheroes? I'm pretty sure there are. It's just they're not. Being- Why aren't they promoted? Like, I would love to. I would go watch a Marvel because movie with an fem- Indian it's one. Not a female at this point. First of all, I don't mind a female growth of it. I'm glad that there's no, I don't females like involved. Shove it down our 
gross. I don't mind it. I mean, if you think about it for how long we've went, which like what? We had Black Widow. That was we are, it. We are net well, don't get uh Scarlet Witch. Yeah, uh, so we had I, I'm sorry, very few. I'm not denying that part of it. I'm just saying we are being told if you don't happen to like that movie, you are now a sexist. No, I don't think you're a I've sexist. I told I'm a sexist because I don't like Real Larson. And I'm like, no, I just don't like how she doesn't shut her fucking mouth ever. Like, I say the same thing yeah. about other males. I like Brie Larson. I don't like her at all. The fact that I'm hearing that she might go Star Wars, I'm like, don't kill that franchise for me, too. I mean... Like, Ryan Johnson has already done his level best to ruin <laughs> Star Wars for me. Let's not add Brie Larson. I mean, here's the thing with Brie Larson. Like, she's definitely a unique-looking actress. I think she's cute. She's cute. And, like, she with Captain Marvel... Like with it. Captain Marvel, it was definitely one I'm of those... <laughs> yeah, but I also feel like she's been in certain movies that you kind of forget she's in. Like, because she was in Scott Pilgrim's versus the world. She was she in had a great role. At it. Her song was my favorite one. Yeah. And she also was in uh 13 Going on 30. Little lit, movie, great movie. If you ever have the time, watch 13 Going on 30. I mean, I'm a big fan of rom-coms and chick flicks. I, I like them. I just never got around to that. Also by far probably one of the better mark ruffalos you're gonna see that and begin just, again just, no just like heaven just like heaven good one of mark ruffalo um begin again great mark ruffalo mark ruffalo at his ruffaloist um mark ruffalo is one of those guys i see him as a win <laughs> oh hey we're recording i wasn't even paying attention you didn't know <laughs> that's why i thought you knew that's no, why i, I was not even it. paying attention yeah wow okay. gotta love uh good the I mean, it's fine. I mean, that's usually how it goes. Christina, would you go watch an Indian superhero? If the story looked okay. If the story like was a good, like it wasn't racist. I already don't watch superhero movies, so. Really? Hmm. How long have you been dating? I mean, it's one of those, well, we don't really, honestly, we've we've seen a lot of biopics. That's like the stuff we go watch. That's our thing. That's our thing. I love watching biopics, dude. Like, I'm a big fan of them. That and documentaries. I'm a huge I fan do of like documentaries. documentaries. Like good docu good docus and like very like I don't mind certain stand-ups. I'll go see some of their stuff. Um, I wouldn't go pay to see it in theater, but like if they put it on Netflix, I'll watch it. I'll take the time. So you gotta watch the new Bill Burr one. Um, I've heard good things. I've heard I, I think it's good. <laughs> it's good for the ladies. <laughs> you guys will really uh, get offended by it, so that's always fun. Um, no, I like Bill Burr. Bill Burr is definitely one of those to where I feel like there's, I think there's like every comedian and every person kind of has a weird blend of like a percentage of what they are. Like who would probably, you would say is your like top five, like influence in your life on how you feel your personality has been. Oh God. Are we talking non-family members? Non, yeah, non-family members. I'm talking like people that you've seen on screen that you like kind of have developed your like outer personality from. Oh god, that one's tough, actually. Right? But like think about it. Sean right? Connery for one. Okay. You know, you're, I was literally named after the guy, and then I loved pretty much almost every movie that guy was ever in. Um two. I'm rocking enough, and this is a terrible influence, but at the same time, like, I never followed his route, but I still loved his sense of humor even back then. Robert Downey Jr. 
Yeah. Even, even when he was spiraling hard, I still love Robert Downey Jr. Um, Keanu Reeves, ironically enough, that was before everyone found out about what he did, like, you know, where he was donating his money and just was this really, like, chill dude. I, I, had, I had heard those stories before that, like, before everyone else had heard it, because uh, I had a, a cousin who lived in New York and, like, rode the fucking train with him every yeah. day. That guy is like really chill. So I would hear stories from my cousin about him. Mm-hmm. So I had always taken to heart a little bit more when the mm-hmm. couple times he would speak out about something. I always pay attention, and I felt mm-hmm. like I've—I may not espouse the same exact thing, but I definitely—I mm-hmm. feel like I, I'm a little more open-minded because of him. Yeah. Uh, as an adult, as I've slowly, you know, because we we're constantly changing beings here, so yeah. we were. Yeah, I've espoused the whole we need to kill our population thing for the longest time. Because yeah. I don't know, I'm sitting there looking around going, no, we need a plague bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even care if I'm one of the ones that go. Just seriously, the planet can't take it anymore. Right. And then the last one, you'll kind of laugh because he's not an actual person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the Master Chief. Okay. You got to look at a character who's wasn't even... Let's say, let's face it, built for that situation. Yeah. Persevered through everything, kept going through shit that no human being should ever have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And just kept soldiering forward. That's a that's a determination one can respect and try and emulate. Yeah, definitely. I think those are like pretty solid. I think they kind of show for most of them. Um, at least in like kind of your altruistic way. To where you could definitely tell. And then Connery's just one of those guys to where I think, like, Connery's just this weird expression of, like, machismo, almost in, like, an unapologetic way. And I think Bill Burke, kind of similarly. Uh, <laughs> both of them kind of fall into there's, that. There is a, there is, well, there's a pattern amongst all of them. It's unapologetic, I am who I am. Yeah. I think you have to be. I don't think, like, I call it unauthentic. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, they're so good, though. Um, I call it unauthentic. This is you trying to take me down with you. <laughs> well, this is all Christina. We went and got some from Tom's place. And then when we went to Costco, we're like, we got hey, Christina. <laughs> got pulled trigger. Not, not helping us. That'll be fine. We'll just run a couple more miles. They are delicious. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'll just grab one like with my coffee. Not all of us are naturally amazing like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have like sometimes like I make a lot of eggs for breakfast. Man, I got to like change up my diet. I do only the egg whites now. Mm-hmm. So, Christina, I know we talked about it before, but who were your top five? Has it changed since? No. She's shaking no. her head no. Sorry, I'm trying not to talk because my throat hurts mm-hmm. and I hate it. Um, I think I stayed with, I don't remember my top five. I just remember Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Love him to death. Like someone that I really looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um. Gotta do Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. She's my homegirl. I think I said Beyonce. Yeah, she was, I think she was in there. Who else did I say? I remember. Um, I would say, I, I think it was like Freddie. I think I also had Elton John in there. No, I didn't have Elton John. That's for sure. Seems all right. But, yeah. So far, those are my people. Okay. I mean... Prince always falls into my five. I don't think he ever will not fall into my top five. 
Oh, people have game blouses. Right. <laughs> now I've always dug Prince. Uh, pretty much since like probably freshman year of high school. I just liked his androgyny and how he was He's unique. Um, as I've gotten older. Oh, George Harrison. Yeah, that was it. As I've gotten older, because um, I used to be a really big John Lennon fan. Because I think when you grow up like an angsty teenager that's trying to rebel, you're like, yeah, John gets it. He understands. But as I've gotten older, definitely more of a Paul McCartney. More of a Ringo guy myself. Really a Ringo? I feel all right. Have so, you seen that dude's life? Yeah, it's interesting. That dude's life is interesting. On top mm -hmm. of that, somehow his wife has maintained like utter hotness. Like, Dude, and all, they're happily married. All of the Beatles' wives. Like, if you look at George Harrison's second wife, she is. She hot. is smoking, dude. Like, and it's like, oh my god, like, this is ridiculous. I'm just saying, like, that's that, what you get for getting with the Latino. You, you're you, also getting, you're, you're getting happily married to someone super hot. I mean, let's be honest, man. He's a Beatle. But the reason I say my influence has changed since. Um, I'm. I've realized this. I'm impish and whimsical. <laughs> He's go, um, the whimsical part does not surprise me. Yeah. Impish, really. impish and whimsical. You picked uh, impish out of all your words. <laughs> you know what that's from, right? Dewey Cox. Walk hard? Yep. I am impish and whimsical. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I realized I'm like, oh, I so kinda... John C. Riley obviously is a little bit of an influence here. No, more or less, Will Ferrell. If you guys haven't noticed, like comedically, Will Ferrell, definitely a major one. That dude's like pretty cool in real life, when I hear too. He's a funny dude. A SC grad, grew up in Irvine. You know, mom's a mom's an English professor. His kids play soccer with one of my old boss's kids. Yeah, he's a good dude. The funniest story I think I ever heard of his was he was at one of his kids' soccer game. And they went up to him and they were like, it was right before he did Anchorman 2. And he's like, is that a fake mustache? He's like, no, it's real. But like, what? First of all, that's a horrible disguise. Like, oh, honey, hold on. Before I take the kids out to soccer, let me put on this fake mustache. They'll never know it's me. Especially with a distinct face like Will Ferrell. Right? He has a distinct... Where he's already done several movies with mustaches. Yeah. But I would say Will Ferrell comedically and John Mulaney. John Mulaney's okay. definitely one. I think it's because we have a similar past of like he also like was a hardcore drinker and partier. So it's one of those where I tell people stories and they're like, are you sure that's not a Mulaney joke? And I'm like, I know it's not a Mulaney joke. Like, trust just me, happened. if anyone knows, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. That's not a Mulaney joke. I love Mulaney. Oh, son of a cock. Um, but <laughs> blooper yeah, reel. You're not getting shot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Will Ferrell, John Mulaney, Paul McCartney, Prince, and I would say probably for the political end of it is uh, Bill Clinton. Okay, I respect that one. Yeah. Um, I like Clinton. Rhodes Scholar. Grew up in the South. Went to law school at Yale, but he was kind of a man whore in law school. <laughs> and somehow really, still... Really, Bill was a, was a man whore? I know, right? Shocker. <laughs> you think that guy, he's a Rhodes Scholar. He's, you know, upstanding young man. Also, forward thinker, as we said. Always thinking for a trip. That's why, you know, I, I saw Christina back in college. 
have to wait that shit out, you know, ride out a little bit, have her go through some bad dick. So then when I come in, I'm looking like a superhero. I know I saw you back in college. No, I know you saw me in college, mm-hmm. but like the whole gotta wait it out. Bullshit. All about waiting it out. Hey, love, I believe Christina has something to say here. Yeah. I, and I believe we would love to hear the words of coming up Tina next, Christina's <laughs> Corner. And now for our next segment, Christina's Corner. Alrighty, so for today's Christina Corner, as everyone knows, I like to roast Joseph, Michael, Mike. Joe, cup of Joe, or well, whatever. Um, right now, I'm gonna call him out. He keeps saying that he had this, he perfected this plan about trying to get me. What <laughs> Let's be real here. He, that's bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Okay. If he really, really wanted to get me, he would have tried in college. Listen, you fucking up frogs. You end up with the princess. That's <laughs> <laughs> the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> He keeps saying, oh, yeah, I had a crush on you for the longest time, blah, 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 blah. That one might have been true. It was true. Facts. No, no, we're not believing a word out of his mouth. We're just <laughs> stating that was probably true, but we can't confirm it. We can't confirm it. I'm here. How can I not confirm my own crush? <laughs> what, co- what color are your eyes? Brown. Shitty brown. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Bullshit. My eyes are brown, too. I'm willing to admit it. You know what, guys? Let's make my brown eyes blue. <laughs> Anyways, about him, like, I still, mind you, this is because I'm in my own little world. Apparently, he saw me in college and was just like, Being yeah. a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> it's not stalking if you go to school there, man. <laughs> and he saw me and was like, there it is. Cool. Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay, remember, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Stalking is, is two people taking a romantic walk down a beach and only one of them knowing about it. Yeah. There you go. Um, but I do, I do know is because I was checking our messages. You did try to shoot a shot in college. Yeah. Like he tried because he was like, "Hey, how are you?" But mm-hmm. I never answered. <laughs> yep. But we're thinking, baby. He did. I think it was like after graduation. Love it after. Yeah. But yeah. He was like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "This motherfucker just wants to have sex." No. <laughs> She wasn't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bored thinking. (laughs) So this whole thing about it's a plan is bullshit. I would like to uh, address to the records that there was previous conversation (laughs) that was requested that did not come to fruition. Because that would have been sex. It wouldn't have been a relationship. Uh, She even said she's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're all okay. Okay. And Sean can attest, I had some shitty girlfriends. Oh, yeah. You have some uh, interesting ones. I remember uh, Miss Little. She sucked. Yeah, you always added to that part. Yeah, that was not good. The the joke was always, she sucked. But you know else she did. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. They say once you go black, you don't go back. But you do go broke. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, no, but seriously, that was a very financially and mentally taxing relationship that I don't wish on anybody. But yeah, there you go. That was my, that's my conclusion that this is a whole plan. I don't think so. So 55, was that part of the plan too? Mm. 55 is just you alone in Indiana and horny. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, half those numbers were in Southern California, my friend. Yeah, but it was like college years. When you're in there college, you're about high school in that one, too, buddy. There was like about five or six from high school. Christina, wasn't it closer to like 12? Yeah. More. No, not like from high school? Fuck no. Yeah, because you were like, I went up from her to her. Oh, yeah, then I was also cheating on her with her. And then I went with <laughs> this one and this one and this one. Like even Gracie knows. You're a hoe. Whatever. <laughs> oh, show. She knows. She can smell a hoe. First of all. That's why she barks at you. First of all, she barks at a lot of things. <laughs> all right. She didn't bark at me when I walked in. Yeah. She's gotten tame. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, do I think it's a plan? No. I just think it was not forward thinking. It was just coinky dink. A coinky dink? <laughs> I didn't know it was 1952. <laughs> but, yeah. You, you had some moxie, that was for sure, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly. You got some moxie, kid. She, I like she, that. You were really keen on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really trying to woo her. <laughs> and do some whoopee. Are you now, like, did you bring her a box of chocolate and flowers? Hell no. No plan. By the way, I almost... That does not sound like So I almost, uh, broke, I almost broke it off because I saw his car. Yeah, dude, I <laughs> drive a piece of shit. He drove a piece of shit and I was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Here's the thing. I'm very frugal. So I will literally drive that car into the <laughs> ground. Uh, buddy, you've already drawn it into the ground. You're tunneling for the core of the earth at this point. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm I'm for those who have listened to the show, they will understand I'm very frugal. I don't like spending money on just anything. Which is why he doesn't buy me flowers. I first of all, lies. See, even she's like I bought you flowers. Lies and But when I tell you <laughs> You never do that just because. No, I brought any flowers just because. You had a, you had a shitty day, so here's some flowers. I was thinking about you. No. You know, it's like I give, I give, I give. But what do I get? I'm nothing. Like, Gracie gives more. You have a successful plan, apparently. I'm using air quotes on plan. We <laughs> <laughs> just wait and see in a couple months. Right? I think I think he had the plan since, like, after eighth grade. He's like, all right, she's the bitch. No. So step one. <laughs> step two. Step one. Fuck about 54 other girls. <laughs> step two. Send her a message. Step three. If that doesn't work out, date other 50 other girls. Then. Then. Try again. Try again. Wait three to five business days and then it's done. All about the plans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of people like get upset because of my hold'em. But really, like, my hold'em, there's a lot of stuff that I could chalk up to it. Um, one, drugs. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> two, so, two, on top of that, I like to drink. I'm a big fan of drinking. And I made some fuck love choices when drunk. Um, I also am a shitty person. So, and there was a long time that I was just a huge asshole. And I realized, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be with this person anymore, but I don't want to break up with them, so I'm just going to start sleeping with another person. And, and make them break, break And up make them. them end it, and then I don't look like the asshole, and I can be like, but I'm the victim here. <laughs> Even though I was, like, cheating on her, and, like, clearly she had, like, well in her rights to do that. Um, and not 
any wrong. So what you say part of your plan was to fuck up so much that you have to do it right, and then you get the girl. Um, no, I think that's, a, again, a coincidence in that sense. I think that you take enough drugs, you finally get to a point to where you're like, ah, too much. <laughs> I had to straighten up. It's not ideal. And I think my life's definitely taking a weird turn. I, I bet he was like, which girl can straighten me up? Uh, that one. <laughs> honestly, I think the weirdest, I, when I realized, I'm like, oh, if I'm going to like date someone, because there was like a lapse there um, after the girl that I dated prior to Christina of like quite a bit of time um, because her and I were dating from like January through about April. And then I was like, I don't want to bring her to my brother's wedding. And I don't really think that this is a good person to be with. Um, and she had a kid, so it made it a little bit harder. Because um, I fell in love with the kid, but I didn't fall in love with her. And so that made it tough. <laughs> and ultimately, what I realized, I was like, oh, if I'm going to be in a relationship with someone, like it has to be someone that I, I could actually see myself with and care about and want to have the relationship work. And not just have it be, well... You know, it's it's the right thing to do. And I've learned by my like own dating experience that with single moms, it's not ideal. Like it never works out. It's a complicated situation. Mm-hmm. Because you want the kid to like you, and when the kid starts liking you, they want you around. And when the kid wants you around, it makes it really hard to not be there anymore when you realize the relationship's not working. And then you know, like, it's going to be difficult for the mom for at least a couple months of, well, why isn't so-and-so around anymore? And it also is weird because, like, at the beginning, if you come in as a friend, then it's like, are you Uncle Mike? That's a little weird. I'd say there's there's an entire stereotype on that one. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been in those situations to where, you know, you sleep with the mom, and then you realize, like, oh... Yeah, like this is a bad situation. So forward thinking over here. Yep, forward thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it was all part of the plan, y'all. He will go down with the ship, plan. spouting that off as he sinks under the water. So <laughs> 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 if he was truly forward thinking, he would get Christina what she wants, which is a hamster. First of all. <laughs> I don't even need it, first of all. See? Even Gracie's like, please. In conclusion, Gracie would fuck up a hamster. She would look at that hamster ball, and she'd be like, can I eat this? And she'd be like, no, 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 no. That's 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 Mr. Fluffer Pants. You can't eat Mr. Fluffer Pants. You came with the name? And then she's going to be like, but but we don't like Mr. Fluffer Pants in here, right? Yeah, but it's in a ball, and Christina likes her, so we have to pretend to like her. So just play fucking ball. And she's going to be like... Oh, you have no idea. I'm going to fuck that hamster up. And the hamster's going to be like in its ball, being like, <laughs> and then Gracie's just going to be like, nah. And then it's going to be like one of those sort of hamsters going to be like, the fuck? And it's like, this is my house, fluffer pants. The fuck out of here. Like a, first of all, not in conclusion. I feel like it's a Tom and Jerry like episode. So ridiculous. By the way, can we just admit Jerry's a dick? No. Yeah. smart. No, he's not. He's an asshole. The mouse. Jerry, the mouse. Oh, yeah, he's a dick. 
I always felt bad for Tom. Tom, really? yeah. Tom is literally doing his job. Yeah. As you can tell from the mean lady that's always like beating him because if you mess this up one more time, you're sleeping outside. Like the cat should mind his own business. Mostly. Yeah, he's just trying to do his own there's thing. There's like 10% where, there's like 10% of those cartoons where, where, where Tom initiated. 90% is Jerry being a dick. Yeah. Jerry's a dick and then that dog is just a fuck of a cat. Uh, first of all, the, let's face it, the that, that was just playing on dogs hate cats. Yeah, that's really all it was. That's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, every human in Tom and Jerry are just the worst flat characters. Like, they make zero sense. So, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, Christina's Corner, and hopefully we get a hamster. We are not getting a hamster. <laughs> I've been having fun stirring this pot for a little bit. If we get a hamster, I want a divorce. <laughs> and then I'll take Grace. That sounds like you're not being forward thinking, my friend. First of all, I would not get that hamster. <laughs> okay. Nobody wants that hamster. You do. No, I do not want Mr. Flufferpants. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I'm going to be sending you uh, hamster pictures like for the next like couple weeks, probably. You don't have the space for a hamster, dude. You don't have a space right there. No, dude, we literally have Gracie in a corner. It's literally Gracie's corner. No, the corner's over there. I'm talking right there. That's Gracie in the corner. That's her in her spotlight. Losing her religion. The Grisaya? Yeah, the Grisaya. Which are Grisciples. I, Gracie, turn to my disciples and I say, let's eat kibble and bits. <laughs> say it again, say it some more so we can go home and play with our toys. Amen. We're all women now because of the LBGTQ community that our Pope is totally cool with, even though we may not be cool it's with not, it. Amen's not because of men, it's just part it of the language. It means peace. It's actually it's Hebrew. language. It's Hebrew for uh, peace. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Did you say amen? Yeah, amen. Means peace. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, man. Salah alaikum. Yeah, man. Shamalama ding dong. <laughs> I actually love I'd say so. It's uh, salam alaikum means uh, may God be with you. And then alaikum islam is like, yes, and may God go forth with you as well. Um, and I always love that greeting, but I always thought that was like the funniest joke is when people go, oh, assalamu alaikum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shamalama ding dong. Like, has zero knowledge of like the Muslim faith besides just like, yeah, y'all kind of cool. We got Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Tyson's Muslim. Isn't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Mm-hmm. He actually changed his name because he was yeah. Cassius Clay and then uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was Lou um, Alcindor. So, it really doesn't have the same ring to it, right? Man. Like Lou Alcindor, but Lou Alcindor, yeah, Lou. Like, doesn't <laughs> sound the same, not the same, don't work. Uh, but yeah, and then Muhammad was Cassius Clay, um, Malcolm X was Malcolm Little. Pretty lateral change there. Well, I mean, he a red, like, so the downfall with red, oh, it's his street name. Um, so Malcolm Little. Goes to prison. Um, he was known as Red because he was a black guy with red hair. Gets into prison. Finds the Nation of Islam. Studies the dictionary. Writes down every word. Learns every word. Becomes very articulate. Learns faith to Islam. Takes it very radically. 
um, starts converting people to it. Um, I think he brought Jim Brown to it uh, for a while. He brought uh, who was it? Um, Muhammad Ali, of course. Um, and then at one point, I think he was trying to convert Sam Cook. Um, then it was like the strong three because if you think about it, you have like the heavyweight champion of the world, one of the best uh, movie actor slash football players of all time. And then you got Sam Cook, who's just an incredible entertainer. And I think Sam looked at it as more of like black independence, which is some interesting stuff. And I'm always for that, man. I'm always for, you know, African-Americans, the Latinos and all these subgroups and minorities to be able to branch out and do their own thing. I think it's necessary. I think you have to. If you don't, it makes it a little bit harder. The reason I say that is because if Christina and I have a baby, that thing's going to be looking like super Latino with like crazy curly hair. So I got to hope that we fight for a better future. So when that baby pops out, he ain't going to have to like worry about being deported or some crazy shit. But we'll see what happens, you know? No, no, the name will cover. It'll be fine. Right? Jamal. Marcus Holper. The last name. The last name saves it. Now, I always feel that's weird with my last name, too. I'm literally a a name and number somewhere in in some file. There's Mm -hmm. going to see Sean Wade. That sounds pretty white. Right? That's how I feel literally when people see my name. They're like, that sounds white enough. We'll hire them. And when I show up, they're like, oh, are you you sure? Are you sure you're not a Michael Joseph Holper? Right. (laughs) <laughs> I, I did we call him the right guy? Yeah, are you sure you're not Jose Hernandez? I could have sworn you were Jose Hernandez. Yeah, no, not not my name. Positive? Positive. Yeah, positive. <laughs> positive. Really? Really? Not Jose Hernandez. Hmm? Well, agree to disagree. How do you spell your Joseph? Uh J-O-S-E-F. Y F. F off. That's why. <laughs> All right. It's so, Jose so, Conefe. So, so if your boss asked you that question right now, what would the answer be? F off. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. Uh, she's a sensational lady who actually listens to this podcast now. So. Woo! <laughs> 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 she's one of the ten. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> one of us. Gooba gaba, one of us. <laughs> Don't uh, worry, Christina. We're going to be reaching out to tens of people soon. Yep. <laughs> Sweeping the nation. <laughs> One person at a time, literally. Yeah, and by a nation, I mean the flip-flop nation. If you're in the FFN, uh, you're probably listening to us. So shout out to the FFN. Well, Sean, it's been real. It's fun, man. It's been real fun. But it seems like another cup of Joe with creamer has come to an end. We had a little bit of a dark roast this time, but I'm a forward thinker. (laughs) And I think, and I think that this next uh, episode's coming up. um, They're going to be good. I think we're going to have some national numbers. Yep. Uh, We've both agreed that unfortunately there will be pictures that are going to have to be posted of us at some point because we are doing the before and after the challenge. We got to Yeah, we got to We'll take the befores today. We'll do the befores now. This is going to be bad. It's going to be, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. We know that, but oh, we know that. But it'll be good. You guys could track it along with us. We'll be posting along the way. Try and be kind on any comments. Yeah. Uh, just keep in mind, uh, I, I gained weight for uh, for this character change. 
I just I, I want to let you guys know that. Oh, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. I was I was doing it. I gained weight. Was it because you're a forward thinker? Plan? I, I gained weight for a character. Um, it wasn't a specific character. It was just uh, I figured you know every role has a fat guy, you know. No, so no, I that's, that's my role, buddy. Yeah, and uh, I was I'm not very good at being a fat guy. Not not good at it. So uh, yeah, this this challenge is going to be a little bit harder. But we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. All right, but let's get healthy. Yeah. We're going to get healthy. It's going to be good. Hope you guys like the show. Um, you know, if you were listening to us on your drive, I hope you got to your place safely. If you were listening to us when, uh, you know, just chilling in your bedroom and just trying to chill out before you have to go into your shitty day of work, we appreciate you listening to us. And again, if you were on the goddamn shitter listening to this whole fucking show, if you do not go see Dr. Do and find out that you are STD free, then what are you doing, man? Plus, it probably is not good. You're probably that's, that's, that's what was. gotta gotta get a check, man. Just gotta get a check, man. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Just do, do it. it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go the show.